This episode has been brought to you by the Fresh Start Family free four-day live stream event called Unfrazzled that starts on June 24th. Details and registration info coming soon. So if you're not on our email list yet, be sure to hop on by heading to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash email so I can send you a personal invitation once registration opens. Well, hey there, families. I am so happy you are here listening to a new episode. I'm Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach and host of the Fresh Start Family Show. And today I have a special conversation to share with you. Terry and I got to sit down with Drew Vernon, who's a dad of two and a child play advocate and pretty darn inspirational when it comes to helping kids become creative problem solvers and critical thinkers through play and literature. So you guys know that I am so dang passionate about empowering parents to minimize screen time in their homes and out in the world. It's one of the biggest reasons why my kiddos still don't have an iPhone out in the world. But Drew has some really great thoughts to empower us in this area too. But honestly, parents, it takes a lot of intention to minimize screen times in our homes. And I know it can feel overwhelming when you're just so busy and you just want your little people to be entertained for a bit while you do, which sometimes feels like 10,000 tasks on our to-do list, right? So this conversation today is really going to inspire you and encourage you to get creative with your kids. Because as you'll hear Terry, Drew, and I talk about engaging with our kids in a way that builds creativity and their critical thinking skills is just so darn important to help our kiddos thrive in life. So also in this conversation, you're going to hear Drew talk about a toy company he works for called Tony's that seriously has one of the coolest kid toys I've seen created in years. So as always, you guys, if you enjoy our show, please take three minutes to leave us a review over on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure you hit subscribe or follow. Some of you have a follow button now, but your reviews and subscriptions and follows help us get seen in the iTunes world. And the more we are seen, the more families we can serve and support with our life-changing positive parenting education and family life coaching content. And last thing, you guys, if you are not on our email list yet, what are you doing? Hopping on our email list ensures that you'll have my light-focused and uplifting voice in your ear each week to keep you focused on connection versus correction in your home and growing as a parent. So the best way to hop on our email list is to grab our free guide to raising strong-willed kids with integrity. And you can get that over on the homepage of the website, freshstartfamilyonline.com. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. I love you all. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! 
Well, hey there, listeners, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. We are here with Drew Vernon, who is a dad of three and a child play advocate. And we are going to talk to you today about helping our kids become creative problem solvers and critical thinkers through play. Welcome, Drew. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, we're so excited to have you here. Parents, this is going to be a good conversation. Um, I first met Drew when his his team reached out to us and said, hey, we would love to be on the show. And I started to look at what Drew is doing over at a company named Tony's, which we're going to talk all about in this episode. You'll hear about the, the, the cool products they have there um, and heard just a little bit about Drew's background and why he's so passionate about this subject. And I was really excited to book you, Drew. I think we like to um, play. Yeah, we love to play. <laughs> we're and, down with play. Yes. Yeah. And this company. Oh my gosh. These little, these products that you guys have are so cool. And I just knew my listeners um, were going to be really excited to learn more. So, but this conversation, um, we're going to get into the meat of it in just a little bit, but first Drew, will you tell listeners just a bit more about um, your, you know, how you got here? Uh, Tell us a little bit about your family, where you live and um, just all that good stuff before we get kicked off. Yeah, of course. Uh, So I am married. I've got three kids. Uh, I've got an 11-year-old girl, an eight-year-old boy, and a five-year-old girl. So they keep me pretty busy. And because I do work in the toy space, I see a lot of kind of intermixing with me being a dad and me being kind of a a toy marketer. Uh, But my journey, uh, I didn't intend to kind of end up this way. I uh, have always been interested in marketing. Uh, So I went to business school uh, to try to get my foot in the door with some of the big marketing companies. Uh, I ended up coming out of business school, working for P&G, working on big beauty brands like CoverGirl. And uh, I spent some time uh, on Juergen's body lotion. And I learned a lot about marketing, but I wasn't really having any fun. And I I wanted to do something that I was more naturally curious about. So I had been a lifelong fan of Lego. And through my alumni network, I had the opportunity to uh, to go over to Lego, uh, and I managed the preschool business over there uh, for a few years. Uh, you know, doing marketing, but it was really a program that I started uh, that kind of changed my mindset. It was called Prescription for Play, where I teamed up with doctors across the country uh, to basically encourage parents to play with their kids. And so when the parents would come in, they'd um, have for a wellness visit, the doctors would uh, give them a prescription card to say, I'm, I'm prescribing that you play with your child for 15 minutes a day. It's and so it was supposed to be a little, tiny little program it ended up kind of going viral, uh, spreading to thousands of doctors across the country who wanted to participate. And that's where a light switch kind of went off in my brain to say, hey, maybe I'm not just a toy marketer. Maybe I am, you know, uh, an advocate for for children, and, and that's kind of morphed into my whole philosophy of improving the childhood experience. Uh, I went on to start my own daycare in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, learned a lot. I saw a lot of kids coming in from different backgrounds, and then uh, left Lego ultimately uh, and came over to Tony's, uh, which we can talk about. But I, I'm continuing kind of my advocacy for children and, and my love of play, um, and bringing that into my new job. So good. Yeah, that's rad. That's really cool. It's it seems, and you know, before we we get into like our you know the matter of the business here, but it seems so obvious. I mean, when you say like, oh, parents should play with their kids, but it's it's just, um, I mean, it's easier said than done. You know, it, it you know people are busy. Sometimes it's like, you know, I know, like you've said at certain times, Wendy, where it's like, gosh, it's hard for me to just 
stop what I'm doing, get down on my hands and knees, be present and like, you know, actually engage and play depending on, you know, what's going on during the day. So um, 15 minutes of play might be a really tough thing for a lot of parents. So I think that's, uh, that's. And can make such a big difference. So I love that. Yeah. It's a difference maker for sure. Yeah. It's yeah, we have so many distractions. Uh, you know, like you said, we've we've got our devices, we've got our jobs. You know, COVID didn't help anything. You know, screen time has been you know through the roof since then. Um, but it's really just kind of a muscle that I feel like we have to um, to work out and to practice. And, and you know, a lot of parents would say, "Hey, fifteen minutes is nothing. Like you really ought to be playing with your kids more." And I was like, "Yeah, but let's start with fifteen minutes and do start that there. reliably, and uh, then we'll go from there." Yeah. And consistently. I love it so much. Well, cool, Drew. Well, um, we've got three kind of sub points that we're going to talk about today. Um, ways that we can help our kids become more critical, pro- um, creative problem solvers and critical thinkers through play. And the first one, since you just mentioned it, let's go ahead and talk about it. Why screen free time is so important. And I love when we were chatting before this interview, you talked about how it puts the creative burden on the listeners. And before we even get into this, tell us a little bit more about Tony's, the place where you're at now, and this cool product that you guys have, because I cannot wait for listeners to go check it out. And really, we're going to do a giveaway too, so listeners can get their hands on one of these cool little boxes. But before we get into this, tell us a little bit more about Tony's and what you're doing there. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Tony's is a toy company. Um, it started about six years ago over in Germany. It was actually started by a couple of dads who met on the board of a preschool together. And they noticed that their children's oh, cool. teacher was using CD players in the classroom to play you know, songs and stories. And, and they thought, you know, this is 2014, I think, 2015. They thought, you know, CD players have been around forever. Uh, CDs themselves, they scratch, they break. But most importantly, young kids, especially at the preschool ages, can't operate a CD player without uh, parental or or teacher help. And so they decided to make a smart speaker for kids that was screen free. And instead of being CD based, it's figure based. So they created these little action figures called Tony's. They've got a little RFID chip inside so that when you put it onto the speaker box, it will immediately start to play whatever it's programmed to play. And so this is uh, this new platform that they developed, you know, they started coming out with all of these different Tonys. Some of them are, you know, more towards entertainment, like, you know, Disney blockbuster movies, Disney princesses, you know, Pixar characters, whatnot, but also educational content, which is, you know, my, my main kind of passion and focus is, is you can uh, deliver any sort of curriculum or education to a child in a way that they can operate on their own, regardless of whether a parent is there. So the speaker itself has kind of a layer of foam around it. So it's not going to hurt the child. They can squeeze it. They can hug it. They can roll it around. And the playback itself is very tactile. So you put a a figure on the box, it's magnetic. So it'll stick there. And then you can navigate the chapters or the tracks by giving it a little whack on the side of the box. And it'll make like a little beep and it'll advance to the next track. So they started selling these in Germany in 2015 and it just immediately started catching fire. They sold like 2 million boxes, uh, expanded to the UK pretty quickly. And then last year came to the US and I was part of the the team to uh, open it up to the US market. So cool. That's so fun. I, I feel like we're like in a think tank or something. Like I remember like, this is the, I don't want a tangent here, but remember the movie <laughs> Big where they're like trying to come up with all these new uh, toys and they're all just like adults trying to come up with cool toys. And then yeah. he, well, he walks in and comes up with the coolest idea. But it's what a really cool, cool idea. idea. That That's awesome. I love it. I love that the, 
you know, I'm sure so much of it was like, just as long as it doesn't have a screen, just as long as it doesn't have a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this was before COVID. And and so, you know, I don't even know, uh, you know, how, deliberate it was to say, Hey, we're not going to do a screen. You know, I think that was part of the design thinking, but when COVID uh, rolled around, we just started to see, you know, these Tony boxes Mm -hmm. fly off the shelves because people were working from home, working remotely. Daycare was disrupted for a long time. You know, my daughter's uh, preschool shut down for over two months and it was just a great thing to have, to be able to entertain and engage your child in a way that a Netflix show does, but to do it without the screen. And then that gets back to your question is why is it so important to have screen free time? And, you know, there's all of these concerns around, you know, not turning your kids into zombies. Um, you know, I, I, I don't use the technical terms cause I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think my kids are different when they're in front of a screen too long. Yeah. It affects their behavior. You know, you try to turn off a show and it leads to a meltdown. So there's the behavior aspect of it too. Um, but I tend to focus more on just the creativity, which is when you are glued in front of a screen, you're being presented with everything in front of you, how exactly how it should be. And when you take one of those points of stimulus away, you're still getting a narrative, you're still getting story, but you have to concentrate and you have to focus. And the creative burden is then upon you as the listener in order to create that in your own mind. So it's actually developing a creative muscle that's going to help you become a more imaginative and creative person, which is just fundamental at those young uh, developmental ages. Quick pause so I can remind you how important it is to mark your calendar for June 24th through July 1st. Because look, I know summer gets busy, but I want you to make sure that you are going to be available to join us for our brand new free four-day live training event called Unfrazzled. Registration is not quite open yet, but once it is, parents on my email list are the first to know and we will have limited seating due to our online webinar platform that has a maximum room number. We are expecting thousands of parents from all over the world to join us. So if you're not already on my email list, make sure you click on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash free to hop on now and get a personalized invitation to Unfrazzled as soon as registration is live. Yes. And, and, and the creativity piece is so huge for, so obviously here at Fresh Start Family, we teach behavioral help, a lot of um, positive parenting and life coaching work. And for parents and kids, the creativity aspect in life is massive. Like parents, especially say if parents are trying to switch from traditional punishment into compassionate discipline, like they have to be able to be creative. And it is so cool to think that when the whole family is exercising that muscle, that when you think outside the box, when you're not just doing what's always been done, um, that I know that peace in the home and connection and all those things go way up when everybody is well-versed in creativity. So it's so, it's so cool to, to think that, um, this little, this little device could help kids just think outside the box. And I love watching, um, watching the, the, your Instagram and just seeing the little examples of little ones while they're listening and they're, they might be doing like four other things at once, but they're still listening or they're still singing along. And, um, it just looks like they're having a blast. So, yeah, the, it's really something that engages kids. You know, I used to um, back in the last school year, I'd give my daughter a Tony box on the way to, to school and she would just, you know, spend the entire 15 minutes just completely wrapped up in a story. 
And, oh, uh, you know, cool. it's great for airplane rides. It's great for, you know, at home, we're putting them in, in a lot of classrooms. So there's just like so much that you can do with it because it's, it's not like a one-time thing. It's, it's a system of play. And that is just really only limited to your own um, kind of creativity, uh, what you can do with it. Um, I should mention, in addition to the content Tonys, the ones that come preloaded, we also have creative Tonys, which are, they come blank. And, and basically you can load up up to 90 minutes of your own content. So I use it to encourage my kids to write their own songs, their own stories and poems, and they do that. Um, but also for grandparents to kind of leave custom messages and read bedtime stories. So it, in addition to the creative creativity piece, there's also, um, a story around driving connection, uh, between loved ones, yes. which is really cool. Yeah. Or even us, right. When we're so slammed and, you know, it's like, you can't be with your kid, but if you could pre-record a story and they could have it while you were during in a zoom call or at work or whatever. I mean, think about like some of the, you know, the more attention kids or kids that go into attention behavior. If you had something preloaded right there with your voice and really all they wanted to hear was something from your voice. um, I I imagine that would help a lot. Yeah. Gosh, my mind goes a little crazy with it because it's even like when it comes to like compassionate discipline and teaching, you could preload like teaching content in there about like learning from your mistakes or making amends or repair, like a story about repairing a relationship or making amends with your sister or brother. And like, I just, I'm already like, my mind is going a little creative with it, which I love. So let's get to point number two um, about, because when you start to talk about the creative Tonys and like being able to have that blank slate. Um, so point number two, how we can help our kids become creative problem solvers and critical thinkers is how we can teach them to learn the framework of storytelling. Um, how every good story has a hero who overcomes an obstacle to reach a treasure. So tell, talk to us a little bit about that and how that can really benefit kids to learn about that. Yeah, my thinking in this area is really modeled on uh, a man named Joseph Campbell came out with uh, what is called the hero's journey. Uh, You know, you take a look at a lot of our most famous stories, you know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, literary classics too. It it, it comes down to a variety of different things. Uh, I think Joseph Campbell's comes down to like 17 different points of, you know, you have this and this and this and this. You can really boil it down to three points, which is what you said. There's a hero who has a challenge to overcome in order to get to a treasure. And um, that's what I try to focus on when I try to teach my kids how to tell stories. So, you know, coming back to kind of like the creative Tonys, if I tell them to go play with a creative Tony, they're going to go and make some weird sounds for like two or three minutes. And they're going to come back <laughs> and be like, I'm bored. And they're going to start poking each other again. But um, when I give them a creative prompt, when I say, you know, go create a story that has a hero overcoming a challenge um, to get to a treasure, then they have something to work with. And, you know, you can get more specific in your creative prompts. Um, and that's really the boundaries that we give our kids a stimulus so that they're not just like looking at a, a blank slate, uh, a, a blank canvas. And, and I think that the more that we can do that, well, first I should back up that, you know, the content Tony's or the stories, any stories that we listen to, it's important to start to, to pick apart the, the elements that make up that story. Who is the protagonist? 
What challenges did they have? What was the opposing force? How did they overcome it? You know, what did they get in, in the end? So we take all of these reference points, we listen to stories, you know, and then we start to piece that together for what it means in our own life. And so that's kind of how I consider the, the content Tonys and the creative Tonys. You take enough reference points in, you learn how Elsa overcame, you know, struggling with her magical powers in order to um, you know, make amends with her sister and come back and save the kingdom or whatever, or, uh, you know, any of these stories. And then you start to do it for yourself. And once you start to write stories yourself, you start to have that come more easily. And then you start to say, Hey, if I can write a story, a fictional story, maybe I can do this in real life. And maybe I can overcome these challenges through creative ways. And that helps them, you know, develop into more mature, able-bodied, you know, uh, preteens and hopefully adults. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. And great storytellers and story writers. I and, mean, I think and marketers and marketers. We are all marketers in this room. I mean, Terry is a creative by Yeah, yeah. Everything job. is storytelling, right? Storytelling yeah. is, you know, engaging other people to get them to care about whatever you have to say and to get them on board. And the better that you can do that using you know, the framework of, of good storytelling is going to help you regardless of, of what, you know, job or career projects you take on. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is storytelling. Like, you know, our pastor always talks about like, there's just like a thousand good stories in the Bible. There's stories everywhere. We had a really um, amazing expert on, she was a sexual uh, abuse prevention expert. Um, Their company is called Consent Parenting, but she taught us another uh, character you can look for and teach kids about from a young age. And I loved this idea was uh, tricky people in these stories. So like the Elsa one is a perfect example, how like you think you can trust them, but you actually need to be really cautious still like the, the boyfriend, right. The boyfriend that acted like he um, was right. in love with her and really he was a tricky person. And I love that. Cause I'm like, that is so cool. You can start teaching kids from a very young age. There's going to be these characters and there's probably going to be a tricky person. And these like, so I loved that. And then I really think I, um, people listening may think, Oh, how do you teach a kid? You know, that seems like it's going to be for older kids to teach this process or whatever, but this is different, but similar. Um, I believe that they can do this so young. So we teach um, something called win-win in our in our work, in our courses here at Fresh Start Family. And it's basically um, conflict resolution, peaceful conflict resolution, where either a parent and a child or a child between another child or a sibling can actually take a difficulty, say how they feel, ask for what they want and come to um, a creative you know, conflict resolution with it. So anyways, it's called a win-win. And about a year ago, I had a student share a video. She walked in and her little girl who was like three, she was tiny. She had this tiny little voice and she had all her little toys set out. And she um, was playing with this like little hippo and these other people. And her mom's like, watched her for a minute filming. And then she said, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing a win-win because hippo stepped on my foot. And I told him, and this is all like in very, very like small, young voice, but you can hear it very clearly. She's like, I told him I'm not okay with that. And I feel sad when he hurts me and I want him to give me my space. And, and she's like, so I'm, we're just doing a win-win and she just keeps going. And she, then she pretends to be the hippo. And, and it was just one of the most powerful videos I've ever seen because that's a three-year-old child learning that you don't have to smack hippo in the face back or whatever, like, you know, do something unkind or run it. Like you can actually solve your own problems. And obviously mom or dad had 
have taught that and modeled that process over and over again. But um, young kids are incredible. They can they can learn the the kind of the guidelines of something, and when they're empowered and it's fun, I believe they can step right into it and um, and know how to do it well. Yeah, I think uh, you know that makes me think of. Uh, like whether you talk about like a tricky person or win-win for me, it, it comes down to like understanding people's motives. Like what is the motive of, of the tricky person? What are they trying to achieve? Yeah. Or if you're in a classroom setting or, you know, you both want the same toy at the same time, it's important to kind of uh, uh, identify what people's motives are like, Oh, I want this toy for myself or well, this person wants this toy for themselves. What's the common ground that we can find? How can we either, you know, how can we either take turns or how can we change our motive or change what we want to say, hey, maybe sharing the toy is more important than having it to ourselves. And so I, I think that understanding what people want and kind of identifying that can help us get to a win with situation as well. Heck yeah, I love it. Okay, let's talk about our third point. Um, helping our kids become creative problem solvers and critical thinkers by teaching them to become the hero of their own story. So teaching them how to be all the things, author, creator, and publisher of their own content. So we've talked about this a little bit, but how do you actually like to, to bring it home? Like, what do you say, say a parent's like, Ooh, this sounds cool. They get their hands on a Tony box. Um, how do we actually move to teach kids how to do this so they can start creating? Yeah. So I think about this in a couple of different ways. The, the first is, you know, uh, the the consumer experience versus the producer experience. So a consumer experience is when you passively take in something. It could be a story. It could be you know a product. It could be you know a, um, food. Like we're consumers every day. Well, we can also be producers, which is when we become authors and creators of you know our own things. And so that I feel like correlates very well to the content Tonys, the creative Tonys. Uh, to say, hey, this is preloaded with content. You're going to put it on the box. All you have to do really is listen. Uh, there's not a, a lot of heavy lifting for you other than to you know, imagine it in your own mind. Well, then you take away that story and you give a creative Tony that's completely blank. And it's like, all right, that's this is your story to write. The problem with going from a consumer experience to a producer experience is that it's really difficult because there there's there's nothing to get you there there's uh that the, you have to take on that entire journey together and you know i kind of uh draw upon some of my lego experience uh for this as well because you know i love lego it's great brand tons of great products but i would see that you know fundamentally they would sell a couple of kinds of products you know 90 percent of what you see at the store is a box of bricks you buy it, take it home, dump it out, bricks go everywhere. And then you have an instruction book, step one, step two, step three, step to hundred, follow it. Exactly. You're going to get a spaceship. You're going to get a castle, whatever. That's great. That's one type of play, but it's a very structured type of play. That's a consumer experience. Well, then you say, okay, well, you know, we're creative. We're going to also sell, you know, a bucket of bricks and then you can dump it out and you can make whatever you want. Well, the problem is you don't really know how to get to that castle or to that spaceship because you spent all your time following step one to 100. And so what I feel like we need uh, more of, whether it's in Lego or in Tony's or just creative uh, storytelling, anything creative, I feel like we need to guide the masterpiece. Like I call it the guided masterpiece because you're, you're taking away the stimulus, you're taking away the pieces of the puzzle 
gradually in order to allow the child or the learner to fill in those blank pieces a little bit at a time. So what I do again, instead of telling my kids to go play with a creative Tony, I tell them to go write a poem about worms. That's four verses long uh, and has to rhyme. And that's not because I want to put limits on their creativity, but I want to corral it into a specific ask there. And maybe this is because I'm a marketer. I'm giving them a creative brief. They have to come <laughs> back to me and they have to fit within that brief. But that also gives them uh, more energy to focus on how that story comes to life. And so I'm a huge proponent of guiding that experience from consumer to producer and doing the best that we can to, to take away pieces uh, of the narrative uh, and to give creative prompts in order to move them along that journey. Yeah. Can you maybe give us an example? So you have a five-year-old. Um, has there been, has she been able to produce um, something with you yet that was a creative? And can you maybe give us an example? Because that's a, because the um, parents with young kids might be like, whoa, how does this actually look? Like, you know, has she recorded something before? Uh, yeah. So I mentioned uh, her school shut down uh, last school year because of COVID and I was working from home. I decided that it was a good time to spend more time with her. So we actually started our own podcast. Oh, that's um, right. So we, we started a podcast called Childhood, where we just kind of share our childhood stories. And I've also focused on just teaching her the storytelling process. So she can tell you all about the hero that overcomes the obstacle to get to a treasure. And then you can add in more pieces <laughs> into that as well. But we've gotten to a place where you know, I give her a prompt, I give her a character and she can run off and tell you a three or four minute story without skipping a beat because she's focused on, you know, how those elements come together. It's almost gotten to this place where, and, you know, still it's a, a, a work in progress, but it's almost like uh, we're doing improv. And so teaching, it's like the whole yes. uh, idea of like, yes. And like, if I say something, okay, you know, she, and mostly it's uh, talking about like fairies or unicorns or butterflies or something <laughs> that tends to be what she goes to. But then I say, Oh, and, and then the unicorn ran into uh, a troll and what happened? And then she'll go off and she'll say something like that. And so we introduce new pieces to the story and we just kind of, yes, and until um, until we finish the story. So it's all kind of like very rough cut. I think, you know, there are different types of storytelling where, you know, we could refine it and we could, you know, do something more than just a riff. But uh, it's been uh, really fun and it's really helped hone her uh, her ability to tell stories. And it's something that I hope to continue uh, to do with her as she, you know, gets into kindergarten and up through school. That's so That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I know we like halfway joke around, like, you know, comparing this to like, you know, being adults or marketers or whatever, but there is, I think just human nature. There is such a huge space in between like this instruction like step one through a hundred kind of way of going through things and the true blank sheet of paper. And you find that, you know, while people can follow instructions, rarely does everybody want to do life that way or work on a project that way. And then you also think, oh, there's such great freedom in this blank sheet of paper. If only I could do anything I wanted. And even me, like, you know, being a creative person, like, the blank sheet of paper is pretty daunting sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's why, you know, games, I mean, charades or, you know, Pictionary or anything like has a category. It's like, give me something to start with. And so I think, you know, this is a beautiful space to like, 
exercise with your kids of like, even just like a few little like jump off points to start from, you know, I find just as a human being, it's like, it's great. Cause you just leapfrog from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah. I'm ser- That's why I seriously, <laughs> I was so excited when I found you guys. Cause I'm like, I feel like I'm obsessed with this product. I love it so much because if I am picturing hanging out with, because Mike, with when I hang out with my kids, so they're older now, 10 and 13, but you were always like easily able to hop in and play with like the imaginary planes or whatever. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But if I have a purpose and like, I'm going to have something I create and it's an outcome and we worked as a team. It's just, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about my brain, but that excites me to like create something that's like, um, this is a sound product, but it's like an actual thing, right? Like, so Legos is an example of something that I found was a little bit easier for me to play with, but maybe it's just because my mind is like a million miles a minute, but just the creative, like, Hey, the airplane's going to take off and it's going to fly around. And like, I just like the idea of creating something working as a team. So I can imagine myself. Um, and Taryn is a, almost 11 and who knows, he might, he might still, I think you've told me before that, um, you, was it your, is, was it your, is it your eight-year-old that's the son or is that your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. My eight-year-old son. Uh, and yeah. My older kids. It? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think with our content, most of the content that we're releasing. So we started last fall, we're releasing, you know, three or four more characters, um, every month, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, uh, you know, Disney princesses, things like that, getting more into storybook characters. We've got the, the very hungry caterpillar coming. Our, our intent is to fill out the library so that, you know, anything that you know and love from your childhood or, or from your, your children's, whatever's hot, that's going to be coming, but it is, uh, most of it is preschool focused. And so, um, the older kids right now are, are really focused, uh, on the creative Tonys and doing new and different things. You know, because it's a an empty canvas, if you do have an idea or a prompt, you can do literally hundreds of different things with the creative Tonys. And so over Christmas break, I actually did a treasure hunt around my house where I recorded a clue on one of the creative Tonys. And the clue led uh, my kids to the next creative Tony because the next creative Tony oh, was cool. hiding somewhere in the house. And then they have to go find it. And then that gives you the next clue. And then pretty soon you, you've uncovered, you know, where the 10, you know, creative Tonys are hiding in your house. Um, you can do pen pal programs where, you know, whether it's a kid down the street or a kid across the world, you can record uh, messages and uh, upload them through the cloud in a matter of seconds. So that every morning when you wake up, you can have, you know, a, a customized message from your pen pal. There's just like so many things that you can do. Teachers uh, really enjoy it in the classrooms. They'll do circle time activities. It's serving as an extension to teachers, actually, because instead of saying, hey, this is the next activity and spend you know five minutes going through the activity for circle time, they can say, hey, this group go off into the corner, put the Tony on the Tony box. It's going to guide you through your next activity. So it doesn't even have to be a story. It can just be instructions of we're going to do the following craft. And, you know, these are the, the steps to doing the craft. And if you need to listen to it over again, you can, you know, listen to it as many times as you want. But that way, the teachers are extending themselves and being able to break up the classroom into uh, different groups. Uh, you can do, you know, cleanup songs. Uh, time to clean up with the cleanup yeah. Tony on the Tony box, and it's yeah. going to sing a cleanup song. So it's just a ton of different uses, and it's really up to the imagination of you know the people uh, who are putting the content on the on the Tonys themselves. 
All right. So as I mentioned earlier, it is almost time for our brand new live training event called Unfrazzled to start in late June. So hopefully you've got your calendar marked and you'll be registering to join us as soon as we open up the registration page. But I know some of you are itching to know more about what we're going to cover. So here's a few more details to help you get pumped. Firstly, I'll be teaching you about why you feel so rattled when your kids misbehave and how you can calm your nervous system, calling in safety to your body and your home so conflicts can be solved effectively and with grace, dignity, and connection. And I'll help you say goodbye to the days of feeling frazzled and impatient and help you say hello to a summer where you fully step into states of peace and empowerment. Secondly, I'll be covering some of the most common mistakes even the most well-meaning and highly educated parents make that are causing a feeling of stuckness when it comes to stress and drama in your home. We're going to clear out the cobwebs, so to speak, of your nervous system so you can feel calm and confident knowing how capable you are of implementing a powerful, positive parenting system into the daily fabric of your life. So misbehavior, aka your kids being human, no longer rocks your world and shakes you to your core, but instead is just something you handle with ease, flow, and firm kindness. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash save the date to mark your calendar now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one of the stories Taryn just wrote. Um, he brought, he came home and had like a presentation to all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember right now, but they, both of our kids like creative writing. They had, they were blessed with a, she was a third grade teacher, right? That was just incredible in mentoring them in creative writing. And they both had such a good year that year. And it really, really stuck with them. That's cool. And two more things I want to chat about before we wrap things up. Um, one is that as I hear all of this discussion around it, um, the empowerment piece, I feel like is so huge. So that is one element that I'm always trying to get parents to build out in their home. Like, how can you empower your kids more? How can you empower your kids more? Especially if you've got power kids or strong-willed kids, because they just thrive on being able to do things on their own or build things or, you know, feel powerful. And this, I can see being a really strong sense of empowerment for kids because when they feel like their need bucket is filled up um, to feel powerful, they will misbehave less. So if you have, or if you are giving them prompts to go do things on their own that you don't have to do, give them every second, whether that's putting a story on or recording something on their own, or um, even the next thing, you know, I want to chat about is, is how you guys are even bringing in emotional literacy type teaching now into this stuff, but it's just so empowering. Do you see how that, right? Oh, for sure. And I think, you you know, you've gotten over a lot of the obstacles too, of like, you're not handing them this precious thing that's breakable or or what have you. So it's like, you can truly like, just go off and, and use it and do it and not have to worry about a lot of those things that, you know, you typically do. Uh, I mean, I can remember even, um, you know, Taryn being interested in photography and me handing like a nice camera to him. And I'm just like, Oh, worst thing that happens is he breaks that really nice camera. But I know that's not very practical for most, most parents. Yeah. Um, so this is perfect because it removes that obstacle. 
Yeah, I think for me, empowerment uh, comes down to a couple of factors. It's it's one having a message, and and second having a microphone, and and yeah. it's what you want to say and how you're going to to get your message out there. So I see uh, the Tony Box as being a platform or a microphone where kids are able to express themselves. They're able to express themselves in a recordable way that they can keep and hold on to. You know, they have to have their own message. They have to have their own kind of what they want to say. You know, we can help them with creative prompts and helping them get there. But I think it's really one of the first devices or the first possessions that you can give a child where you give them a platform or a microphone to be able to express themselves to empower them. Yeah. And I can even see how there could be moments of conflict that would be beautiful for families to work through because like you talked about, that's that clean slate can be um, overwhelming. So again, I'm just picturing our little one, our, our big one. I can imagine her like taking this when she was younger and just rolling like, and Taryn, I can see being like, I can't do this. I don't have any ideas and being able to work through it with him and not like fix it for him and not like coddle him or rescue, but encourage and support and empower. And then after he gets over the hump, after he believes he can't, like actually creating something um, that he gets to present, because that's another opportunity for him to learn and grow because he's the one that like always hated stages where, and he doesn't have to like stages, but, um, but just to be able to comfortably have confidence, well, right? Like find your voice, find, you find your, your voice, voice and, yeah. arti- and articulate. There's just a lot of like things you could work through. And then once you create something that is even like a greater source of empowerment, um, which is just so good for kids. So I love it. Okay. And then um, uh, last thing, I want to hear more about your new partnership um, with um, LeVar Burton is his name, right? Yes. Yes. And the social emotional literacy piece we are all about here at Fresh Start Family. So tell us a little bit more um, about him and what he's doing, his book. I think it's called The Rhino Who Swallowed the Storm, right? Uh, yes, exactly. So, uh, LeVar Burton, uh, you know, people tend to know who he is from, you know, some of his major projects. He was in a miniseries called Roots back in the seventies. That was a little before my time, uh, then got into Star Trek, the next generation. Uh, what I know him from is, you know, part of his 26 years on PBS as the host of reading rainbow. That's where he really kind of expressed his love of storytelling, uh, his passion for promoting childhood literacy and development, uh, he now has a podcast called LeVar Burton Reads, which is very popular. Uh, last week, I think, actually was his stint uh, guest hosting Jeopardy. Uh, so he's been oh, in the cool. news recently for that. Um, but when I got over to Tony's, I was thinking, you know, who can we get to help, you know, tell the Tony's message? Who who has the love of storytelling? And, and I immediately thought of him. So uh, basically cold called him up, told him what a Tony box was. And I said, hey, would you be interested in being our brand ambassador? And, and you know, I think he fell in love with the, the product. He uh, was on board. Uh, so we just launched our partnership with him. Um, and uh, we have created, a, you know, our own LeVar Burton Tony, uh, which is coming out soon. 
Uh, it's going to be an audiobook version of The Rhino Who Swallowed the Storm, uh, which is designed around uh, teaching social and emotional uh, wellness and, and uh, teaching kids how to cope with difficult situations. The story behind the book actually is really kind of touching. Uh, he was a, a personal friend of Mr. Rogers. And uh, after Mr. Rogers had passed, he was thinking, you know, who do we have uh, to, to teach our kids about social and emotional development? There was a particular instance, I think it was a, a school shooting or a theater shooting or something where things were just feeling really heavy for him. And he thought, gosh, if Mr. Rogers were still around, he would know exactly what to tell the kids. And so his writing the, the Rhino book was his attempt to kind of channel Mr. Rogers, uh, his personal friend, uh, to teach kids how to deal with difficult situations. So uh, we've supplemented the, the Tony as well with some other activities and some other uh, pieces of content that we created um, in collaboration with LeVar. And so uh, we're just super excited to, to bring that out. It's it's an extension of different kinds of content. So in, in addition to, you know, the Disney princesses and all of that, we are releasing nonfiction content. So we'll, we'll be, you know, getting into, you know, space and dinosaurs and volcanoes and all of that in the educational space. We also did a collaboration with Go Noodle on mindfulness, uh, teaching kids how to kind of uh, relax and, and kind of um, be mindful. So there's really no limit to the types of content that we will be releasing. But this one with LeVar is a great step in that direction. We're super excited to have him on board. Oh, amazing. That's so cool. Yep. And again, my mind just goes nuts with how much kids can learn um, when you combine this creativity with teaching them about emotional. I love that how you say that emotional wellness. I think there there was a term that like a lot of everyone used to use and now it's like shifting into wellness and literacy and it was like emotional intelligence. And it's like, we don't need to teach kids emotional intelligence. Every single human being has massive emotional intelligence, but the wellness, like how to actually process through emotions in a healthy way, how to believe in yourself, that you can change the way you react um, when you're feeling angry or sad. Like we work with so many families who are literally breaking painful generational cycles and learning what to do with anger or hurt or sadness or scared. And they learn it first as parents and then they teach their kids. Um, but I can just see all of this combined supporting these families so significantly and teaching these kids like, yeah, you can, you can learn how to do it a different way. You might have been reacting with rage or whatever it may be when you get mad um, for the past few years. And now you get to do it differently. And here's a story about it. Here's um, support about it. Here's creative play around it. We're all doing this together as a family. And I just love what you guys are doing, Drew. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending your time with us this morning. Um, Obviously, we're going to put everything in the show notes um, so listeners can come find you guys um, and you have been so kind to offer to do a giveaway. So we're going to choose one lucky listener to receive a free Tony's box. And we're going to make sure we put the info in the show notes. When this episode goes live, um, we will make sure you have all the details about how you can win that free Tony box. Yeah. And if, uh, if you're listening and you're curious about Drew or Tony's, or you're listening to this far in the future and the, and the giveaway is done, where, where can listeners find you or go get a Tony box? Yeah. So our website is tonies.com, T-O-N-I-E-S.com. Uh, you can go there for all the latest releases. We're also on Amazon, uh, target.com, uh, and, and about 400 independent toy retailers across the country. 
uh, will actually be in Target uh, stores uh, this fall as well. So keep an eye out for us in Target. Um, if you have questions for me, you can uh, reach out to me. Uh, you probably just go to hello at tonys.com. Uh, that's our email inbox. It'll get back to me. Um, I also like to plug kind of like our Tony's community. So there's there's a very active community online, uh, Tony Box USA on Facebook. It's not run by me. It's not run by the company. It's just fans of Tony's uh, sharing ideas for how to use uh, Tony's. And, and I like to, to promote that just because there's a ton of creative ideas that people will talk about. That is awesome. I love that. I love it when community just naturally builds. It's like the best thing ever. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Drew. It's been such a pleasure to chat with you this morning. I know listeners are just going to feel so inspired and motivated um, by everything we've talked about today. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been great to be here. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved recording it for you. It's now time to save the date for Unfrazzled, our free multi-day live training video series that starts on June 24th. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash save the date to mark your calendar now. And if you're not already, please hop on our email list over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash email since families on my email list are always the first to know when registration opens for our free events.